Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh my gosh. There we go. <laughs> it excites me every time I hear that bell. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? Hey, what's up, dude? Right. Is there anything on your mind before I delve into my topic? Oh, you know, I want to start off with a real fun topic just because yeah, this is one that's been in the news a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't often cover celebrity culture, but, you know, I don't know if you saw, but Britney Spears now has control of her Instagram again. And the first thing she did was post uh, a topless selfie. Salam alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, name on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believe them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, you might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. 
And may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. All right. Of course, she's, you know, got herself covered up. And I have to say that this is one of those things where, like, I don't understand how people are kind of diving into this because mm. you hear a lot of people yelling free Britney, but then the moment that, you know, she posts a topless selfie of herself, you know, on the Instagram that she controls, they're like, Ooh, maybe her mental health. And it's like, what do you yeah. think back to 1997 through 2000 and the outfits that Britney <laughs> was wearing? Like people profited off of the fact that she was a sex symbol. So right. why is it an issue now at like 40 that she's posting topless selfies of herself? It's like, was she mentally unstable then? Mm. They just it, want to judge somebody. They want somebody to judge. So absolutely. that's why they wanted her back, you know? Absolutely. And so it's just like, you know, I, it, it feels really icky to me because it's like, you sit there and you, you know, a bunch of people yell free Britney. She, mm-hmm. she, she posts a topless selfie and then everybody's like, Ooh, mental health. And it's like, you know, what if this is like, you know, the most freeing thing that she's gotten to do in 13 years, you know, like yeah. what if being proud of her body is part of her mental health? You think about it. She's got two kids. She's definitely not the 20 year old sex symbol. She once was, What's the matter with someone being proud of their body at 40 years old? I mean, I'm 35. I'm not exactly as proud of my body, but. I think it's a beautiful thing. When people are happy and content with themselves, it's a beautiful thing. And whatever that journey takes, it's like watching a cake being baked. You can't judge the cake until it's finished. And Brittany's still in the process. The, the one thing that really made me question whether she should get her freedom was this comment she made where she said, I didn't even know that I could um, get this eliminated or canceled. And I thought to myself, if you're just sitting at home, like with nothing but Google and wouldn't you be looking this up if it's what you wanted? And I just, it kind of bugged me that she was like the the Simpsons reference. I tried nothing and I'm all out of options. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you also have to remember too, like this, this isn't just like your normal, like, Hey, I've got a problem. So I think I'm just going to Google this like Uh conservatorships and some of these legal uh, confines are really difficult to get out of. And in order to, in order to navigate it, you really do need a lawyer. And when you can't get your own lawyer to do that, because you're under a conservatorship, like as you know, as much as I, you know, that was one of those things, like that was my initial reaction to it. I was like, well, I mean, you've got all this. And then I'm like, wait, step back. You've worked in law. You know, you know how difficult this can be. So, so let's think about this and realize what, 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 if she Googled, can I do this? If it came up doubtful you know and she was just like oh crap yeah so i mean i got past that i think everybody deserves their freedoms if they're not hurting other people and Mm -hmm. she seems like a genuinely compassionate mother you know what i mean and i think she's a beautiful soul so i'm happy but i don't also have all the information and it's a sliding scale my opinion means shit because i have almost no information personally about her day-to-day life you know right you know and that's one of those things like i think you know we can all agree that everybody should have you know their individual freedoms to pursue what it is that they want and you know perhaps there was a really good reason for Brittany to be under conservatorship 13 years ago but that reason Mm -hmm. doesn't exist now and the reality of getting this conservatorship uh, revoked got harder as as the years went on so i mean for sure that's one of those things like navigating the legal realm is difficult mm-hmm. on a good day but now right. imagine that 
you've had your rights revoked almost. Like you right. don't have the right to go get your own attorney. You don't have a right to spend your own money. You don't have a right to mm -hmm. question what it is that you're under at that moment. Like that's a bad deal. Like for anybody. Right. And to imagine that she started before that episode with you have no right to privacy and you have no right to respect and where the paparazzi were literally pushing her to go crazy so they could get pictures of her going crazy you know and then right. they kind of just drove her crazy it would drive anybody crazy right and it kind of drove her crazy but she she sought mental health right and she she slowly overcame it because that's how processes work. When you have PTSD, it doesn't go away in an instant. It takes just as long to get rid of it as it does to create it. And so mm -hmm. she's might she might be back, but she might still need continuing therapy and more topless shots, please, Brittany. I mean, you know, I think it's it's important to empower a person. And uh -huh. if this is if this is what Brittany needs to feel empowered, and I think that's something that most individuals should support, you know? Yeah. It's this world is hard enough as it is. Uh -huh. But like the fact of the matter is is that people are judging this whole scenario in a weird way. Yeah. And it's definitely something that everybody's gotta think about. It's like the 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 freedoms that you have and the freedoms that another person have are often very different and and remind you to remind you that this is somebody who hasn't even gone through a criminal system trying to right. get their rights back this is a right. somebody who had their rights revoked because of mental health issues so i mean to understand that it's just as difficult for somebody who hasn't gone through the criminal justice system as it is for somebody who has, I mean, that should tell you a lot as it is. Yeah. And I think that's why I don't cover celebrities because they have such a microscopic spotlight on them. And I remember like when Demi Moore cut her hair or Rose McGowan shaved her head or all these um, women just reacted to that spotlight because it seems like we put such a spotlight on these women and then i've been watching um the rowan rowan farrow documentary on uh harvey weinstein catching mm -hmm. capture catching kill and to think about while they're in our spotlight they're getting pressured like harvey weinstein all the time yep. and they I mean, and then we judge them for that. It's just so crazy. We put them on a hot plate and then get mad when they dance. And it, so I try not to do that. But I, I do always want to talk to celebrities, but not because of their celebrity. I want to know what they go through just as the same. I was. I want to know what Jeffrey's going through. Right. You know, you know and that's just it. Is, is like they're, they're, they're people too. Yes, they live mm -hmm. a much different lifestyle than any of the rest of us could probably ever imagine. Mm -hmm. But, you know it's 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 always going to be different for everybody it's you know not going to be the same for a ben affleck you know or a matt damon or a brad right. pitt as it is for a britney spears or a rose mcgowan and right. and the fact of the matter is too is that you know even if they are having mental health issues why is that so bad like the whole point is to destigmatize mental health issues to encourage mm -hmm. people to be able to get help Right. And if you're still going to use mental health issues against a person, then clearly you're not on that board yet. You're not on that playing field of it's like, okay, you know, this person obviously needs some help, you know, mm -hmm. let's not try and make this worse. Well, even 
we could we could make it so much easier by just removing that microscopic spotlight and just realizing that maybe eight hours a day, 12 hours a day that celebrities on, but when they're off, like when they have the off sign on their head, we need to just leave them alone and let them go to the grocery store, you know, let them go have to the dinner. Bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, and I think to myself, what if we reversed the polarities and thought to ourselves, how did Tom Hanks get so many roles? Right. Like how did um, Matt Damon get those, those roles? Like, what if we thought about them the way we think about women? Like, oh, of course, um, Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow, she got her roles because she slept with Harvey Weinstein. But who did, um, you know, these male celebrities sleep with? Did they sleep with uh, Harvey? You know what I mean? Why were they cast? And it's it's disgusting. And so you mm. realize if it's disgusting to think that way, then it's disgusting to think the other way. But we could Should cure be. all of that by just putting uh, more transparency into the system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Getting rid of these NDAs and payoffs, you know, I, I just think that NDAs might be fine for civil, but not for anything criminal. I think. Oh, absolutely any, not. No, any criminal act should null and void any NDA. And that should be in the fine print of so, every NDA. Well, so being a contracts person, uh, NDAs oh, do oh. not, uh, NDAs are not acceptable for criminal stuff. It's just that you, there's a very fine line that you can skirt with some of it. Okay. So it, it basically it's like if lawyers aren't involved in right. uh, like some type of a settlement and non-disclosure mm -hmm. agreement, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very tight rope to walk. And I could go into that in depth, but well, this, this girl, she recorded Harvey Weinstein, right? Mm -hmm. And then they settled. And so she, they, she had to give all of her electronics to, you know, Harvey's company so they could go through and scrub them. But what she did was she sent that recording to like 50 emails and then went back to Italy and found one and, but she couldn't share it. The NDA said she couldn't share it, so she played it, and Rowan Farrow recorded her playing of it, and that's how they got the recording, and they got to, like, so, yeah, it's a fine line with these NDAs, but I really, I'm really happy the women came and spoke out, because, mm. man, that, that is just a disgusting incident in our life, and I, I just, I hate that. I think that somebody spent, like, 17, 18, 19 years raising a daughter and a good kid and going through those trials and tribulations. And then Harvey comes along and goes, fuck you, you know? And it's just disgusting that you would do that to somebody's child, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a royal mess there. Mm -hmm. It's ugh, like, yeah. I'm so glad he didn't get pardoned by Trump. You know what I mean? When you think of the pardons that could have happened. <laughs> well, and, and that's where people, that's where people have to realize like, what the president can pardon is is only related to federal stuff. You can't pardon state right. crimes, and and yeah. most and in in terms of sexual assault, most of it tends to be uh, state crimes. The only re the only way that it turns federal is if it goes interstate. So right. you're Jeffrey Epstein's, for example. Mm. I love that. Good. So good. 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 I like that. <laughs> so what do you got for topics? That was that was a fun little intro. It was, and I, I like staying on that. I think we should respect people more. I, I had a whole bunch of topics, and um, we could skirt through them real fast. I have an overarching thing. There's something that's bugging me that's right up your alley, mm -hmm. and the, the COVID really exposed it. But I'm, mm -hmm. I've been trying to spend all week 
trying to figure out how to explain this in a way mm-hmm. so where people will get it because it's a great off ramp for everybody here. And I'm going to try and explain it and then you'll flesh it out because I know you understand me better than most. So like the Delta variant here is is pretty much affecting, we're going to say conservatives, Republicans, people on that side of the line, right? And mm-hmm. I, I think if you took that this infection analogy and put it into media terms, okay? So where the United States is a very specific ecosystem of media. And then what happened was the Russians came in and put Asian carp in our ecosystem. And we weren't used to that form of communication and misinformation. And it kind of it kind of fucked us all up. And mm-hmm. then half of us got inoculated and went, that's crazy. I'm not believing that. But the other half were like, oh, we're infected, right? And then I, I'm going to relate it to the Friday topic was this Tom Barrick spy thing because it's under underreported that the UAE, United Emirates, right? United Arab Emirates actually offered to do the same thing with the Trump campaign with misinformation campaigns. And we don't know if they actually did that. So now what I'm thinking is our ecosystem, I don't think people understand, and we we covered this a while ago, how fragile our media ecosystem is. We have the right to say anything. So we don't need to lie. We can say the truth and see if we get support. But all of a sudden, people came in and said, what if we lied? You know, And we believe that our media system would flush that out and get rid of it right because that's not normal but it's stuck you know Mm -hmm. and so am i explaining this right does this make sense i i I think i know where you're going with it um so basically you ended up with two camps people who are going no 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 this is the truth and people Mm -hmm. who who went well it's my choice to believe a lie and and which is an american thing and, and, we, and be able to tell. They're not calling it lies, though. They're not calling it lies. They're no, they called it. They called it alternative facts, is what they call right. it. Right. Right. And and I mean, you know, that's just it. Is you can call it alternative, whatever the fuck you want. But there's 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 facts, and then there's misinformation, disinformation, and that's really right. what it was. I mean, Trump even said it himself in in a recent interview, where somebody asked him if you know why he was lying. He's like, that's he didn't like the word lying. He said, I believe he said it was. There's another word for it, and it's more beautiful, disinformation. And I'm like, you know what disinformation is? <laughs> it's lying. Disinformation yeah. is literal, actually telling false narratives in order to deceive. Like that's right. what disinformation is. Misinformation, like we've talked about before, is like you hear something and then you s- try to tell somebody else and then you accidentally get it wrong. Misinformation happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the simplest concept is you hear somebody's phone number and you accidentally swap two digits. That's misinformation. Right disinformation is when you're like you know like oh yeah here let me give you my number and then you give them to the you give their, your number as the national rejection hotline you know right it's a more comical uh idea but what so basically what has happened is, is that they've willingly allowed disinformation into the narrative and propagated it great example of this is the fact that was it not even a month ago was cpac i i want to say 
And they celebrated the fact that Joe Biden missed the 70% vaccination mark. They were literally cheering at people not getting vaccinated. Right. Because, because it was a war against Joe Biden and not for their supporters. It was a war against Joe. Let's make Joe look bad by dying. So, so basically a bunch of people who are going to vote Republican are dying and they're applauding their own deaths. Like right. what the fuck? <laughs> that, that was my whole question. You're, you're killing the voters that would vote for you. The ones that you're not killing, you're telling that the election is rigged. Don't vote. And then you're suppressing anybody that could be possibly left. Who's going to vote Republican. And I think Republicans are starting to get that message in small pockets because they're coming out in wild varieties of terms mm-hmm. in from trust the science to I don't know why you're not getting vaccinated, you're adults. You know what I mean? Like, you know why they're not getting vaccinated. You told them not to get vaccinated. <laughs> right. And so now you've got at, like the Alabama governor, Governor right. Ivy, sitting there mm-hmm. saying it's time to blame unvaccinated people because they're letting right. us down for this. And it's like. I, you know, we've been saying this for a while. It's like, look, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the left, you had the, you had the group of people that are like, vaccines are going to be what cures this disease. No, it's not. I mean, the reality is, is that this is, you know, COVID's going to end up being like a seasonal flu. Mm -hmm. But you know, what's funny is that when Governor Ivy said that, and I saw that on the news immediately after a Democrat said, well, she shouldn't be calling them dolts. Many of them are just black people that are scared of the vaccine. And it's like you just pivoted the story so you could complain, right? Yep. You, the whole time you've been saying conservatives, conservatives, and now the conservatives are like, oh, yeah, it's us? Shit, we'll fix it. And we're like, nope, it's the black people now. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like you one of the things. Can't hold we, jello, Jeffrey, you know? One of the things that we have to keep in mind is the fact that, you know, when we look at who the unvaccinated population is, it's not just it's not just Republican adults that are not vaccinated. We have the population 12 and under that aren't vaccinated yet. We have a Mm -hmm. population under 18 that their parents have to consent to them getting vaccinated. You know, you, there's also people that literally are physically unable to just go get the vaccine. That is part of it. I mean, like we have to differentiate the group of people who are willingly choosing to not get vaccinated because that, I mean, granted overwhelmingly, it's going to look Republican. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a lot of other people as well. It's going to be, it's going to be liberals that, you know, are sitting there, you know, saying that they should have the, you know, a a robust, natural, healthy immune system. Okay. Best of luck on that one. You'll have people who are just nervous about getting it and they're not willing to go talk to anybody about it. Like the people that are like, I'm not going to put a Trump vaccine in my arm. Remember that? Oh yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) We we, we were all just shamed into taking a Trump vaccine, which I happily took. I would have taken that if, you know, Hitler had said, here's the cure to COVID, you know? (laughs) And that's the, that's the craziest part is then you've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's sitting there saying that vaccination is brown shirt efforts. I'm like, yeah, because you know, people have been, you know, uh, only a select group of people are being murdered here. No, that's, I mean, there, there is, but it's by their own party's disinformation, quite literally. Like, 
you know, this is one of those things. It's like you literally have told your people not to get the vaccine. You've sat there and you've spread all of this fake bullshit around. Right. And now, now that now that it's only in your areas, really, that people are seeing hospitals fill up and overflow. Now right. you're suddenly like, oh my god, this is terrible. People need to get vaccinated. Why aren't people getting vaccinated? Meanwhile, all I have to do is look like two breaths ago, and you're sitting there spouting vaccine misinformation and disinformation mm -hmm. and conspiracy theories and all this other crazy bullshit. Right, Ron DeSantis is like split from Trump on this issue now. He's like, get vaccinated because Texas, what is it? Texas, Florida, and Missouri account for 40% of the cases. Arkansas, I think it's Arkansas, Mississippi, Florida, and Texas. Yeah, make up 40%. Yeah, yeah Arkansas, Arkansas and Mississippi have a 36% vaccination rate in their states. 36%. Washington just hit 70% at 16 and older. Right. And so when I told people Republicans are going to come for the immigrants so that they can get to the black people to come for the poor people, right now what you're seeing is them getting rid of poor people by just saying don't get vaccinated and then the poorest people, the less educated, believe it and they die. You mm -hmm. know, it, I've always said except for abortion, they are a pro-death they don't care. Once you come out, they want you to die. For some Pretty reason, much. they make money off of baby births. You know what I mean? But after that, no, they don't care about you. I believe they're climate deniers because it'll affect the brown countries first, you know, and they'll mm -hmm. burn off all the brown people. And then they're like, no, don't come here. Stay there. <laughs> you know, we caused it, but we caused your country to burn. But, you know, hey. It's, so. it's just absolutely wild because mm -hmm. they're, you know, like we talked about, like there's, there's a vast difference between vaccine hesitancy and being an anti-vaxxer. And I know, yeah. I know plenty of people that are still vaccine hesitant. And, and I tell them, it's like, you know, you, if you want to understand like what the decision looks like in terms of whether or not we accept a vaccine, all I do is all I have to do is point to AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca is one that we were going to use in the country, but because right. there were so many deaths associated with the va with that vaccine, uh -huh. we flat out said it is not safe. Europe, right. on the other hand, has decided that it is safe, and I can't understand why they said that. Like, I really don't. Usually, they have much stricter standards than we do. Right. Johnson and Johnson had six cases of blood clots in a certain age range of women. And we caught it that fast because of the data. And we got a warning on the Johnson and Johnson because of that, that fast, that yep. fast. And so like the reality is, is that does Johnson, and they've started to, to tack warning labels onto Johnson and Johnson. Right. So one of the things that, you know, we have to look at is, is what they're doing. I haven't tacked anything on that like that with Pfizer and Moderna. There are things that they're monitoring. Yes. But these are things that seem to resolve themselves pretty quickly for the most right. part. Um, right. As opposed to long haul or COVID syndrome, which I want to remind everybody does exist, you know? Absolutely. So I, you know, it's one of those things like I don't know what to tell people in terms of, hmm. you know, whether or not you think that these vaccines are going to be approved, I can tell you what it looks like when we say no. And it looks like what we did with AstraZeneca. And at right. this point, if you think that the two shot regimens are not going to be approved, 
that's I, at this point the answer is no they're going to be approved and if you really want to wait for the fda to approve it here's going to be my yeah. question are you still are you still going to have the same hesitancies once the fda approves it because i guarantee you they will right the problem the problem here is is that whether you're going to sit down and say oh well it was biden's fda approved it so i'm not going to exactly. get it and and that's like okay well it's still a vaccine that was you know created and sped up under trump i don't know what to tell right. you other than that like there's a point where you don't know what to say and that's why i wanted to bring this media thing up because it gives everybody an off-ramp so if you imagine like russian media attacks on us as a, va a virus and donald trump kind of patient zero in that mm -hmm. i mean you have to understand that like the people he surrounded himself with were michael flynn who was working for turkey and this tom barrick who was working for the united emirates and um papadopoulos who was on manafort who were working for the russians it's like he had a coalition of misinformation around him and then it enveloped the u.s and mm -hmm. it's like it's like Donald Trump divided us like a bad relationship. He said, don't listen to your wife, who's smart. Listen to me, your friend. And like Republicans got divorced from the United States and said, we're going with this guy. And it was just so weird. But it's like, it's like part of the country got infected with misinformation. It's not their fault. It, everybody got infected. But you can come back. Like, there's a cure for it, right? The truth, just the truth. And I don't know how to get back to the truth. And like, like we always said, go back to listen to our misinformation episodes to try and find truth, but we need to get back to truth. And if you need to simplify it and work up from there, like, mm -hmm. yes, there is air. We breathe air, right? We can right. all believe that water is wet. Yes. Yes. We can believe that like the right. sun is hot. So like, we can start there, right? And work our way up. Absolutely. And, and, and part of that needs to be that, you know, there's information out there that is being gathered that we're still working on. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the information that I was reading up on and studying yesterday uh, was just like the breakthrough cases with COVID, for example. Oh, so Israel here, is in the news. So, so not just Israel, but even here in Washington state, because, you know, it's like what everybody's doing is going to be different in terms of how they approach it. Israel right. had a great vaccine push until they had a bunch of governmental issues and then their vaccine process halted right. because of lack of payment here in the U S that's a different story. So like right. even for like, uh, for, for Washington state, for example, yesterday among our numbers. So there have been 3,446 breakthrough cases. Mm. That record that represents 0.7% of all COVID cases that we've had in the state. Wow. 0.7. That's a lot. Point, actually. 0.7% of all COVID cases. That's a lot, in, but in the state, in the state, in the state. But when you think yeah. about it, the idea that the vaccine is quote unquote, at this point, you would say 90, 99.3% effective. Okay. And that's, that's pretty the, damn good. Those numbers include people with uh, immune diseases. That includes the elderly with underlying conditions, because that's the same thing as in Israel. They had a 38% effective rate when it came to including everybody that included, you know. So, so um, that's a 38% that effective rate in preventing you from getting the disease altogether. 
In Washington right. State, it's I think it's 34% is what I was reading yesterday. But that um, includes everybody, including seniors and the, you know, the immune mm-hmm. compromise, like everybody. Like, but that yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I think you're about to make a point. Um, I was gonna... <laughs> and then when you look at the deaths, we've had of those of those breakthrough cases, there have been 48 deaths associated with it. So when you look at it in terms of the deaths, it represents 0.7% of all deaths in this, uh, from COVID in the state. So like, this is one of those things where it's like, if you're wondering whether or not vaccines work, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. They work very well. It's just a matter of learning the numbers and understanding it. Right. No vaccine is 100% effective. There is no vaccine out there that is going to be 100% effective. And that's something that people are going to have to come to terms with. The left especially is going to have to come to terms with that fact. Because, mm-hmm. you know, right now you're seeing the Delta variant is now 83% of all cases in the United States and people are panicking. Right. It is a monster. And people who are vaccinated are, you know, are getting the Delta variant. Yes. But at the same time too, like it still is in the range of what we would expect any of our other vaccines to work with. So Mm -hmm. reality is, is, is that people who've had COVID have antibodies. I think we brought this up last week where nine months after people have had COVID 98.2% of people has still have antibodies nine months after they've had COVID. Right. So there's still some immunity there. Vaccines obviously are right about the same, but there's still a much more, uh, there's a much higher and more concentrated uh, antibody test, uh, antibody test uh, result that we're finding. It's more predictable what your immuno response is going to be. The reality is, is that, COVID's not going away. And anybody who thought that this was going to go away at this point, I really wish that were the case. And and that's going to be another thing for medical science to figure out is how do we how do we vaccinate people so that way you don't get viruses at all, period. That's, right. That's another step. But right. the fact of the matter is is that in very little time we've created a vaccine that is fast to produce, number one. Right. Um, number two, highly effective compared to most other vaccines that we give people. Mm-hmm. And number three, like its manufacturing methods is actually pretty cheap too. Like reality yeah. is, is that there's a lot of diseases out there that we're going to be able to fight for a change. And yeah, by, copy, by copy and pasting quite new, literally, you know what I mean? And I think that's so cool. So what you're saying is people that believe in vaccines are talking about 98.3% of the cases. That's their proof. And anti-vaxxers are talking about 0.7% of the truth, right? Yes. Like anti-vaxxers are saying this happened to this person when you could trace that back to an autoimmune deficiency or potentially an immunity yeah. disorder. So what they're saying, they're spotlighting 0.7% and pretending it's more than it is. And 
the 98.3% are saying, we believe it's 99. safe. 99.3%. 99.3% are saying, you know, we're, we're going based on this. And anti-vaxxers are saying, yeah, but what about this? And I had that same argument with my friend in Sweden. He said, I'm not going to give my kid a vaccine because there's a 0.7% chance it could kill him. And I said, yes, but you can test him for that, right? <laughs> like, wouldn't right. you go and just do the further test to find out if you are immune compromised or it could kill you? There's tests for that, you know? And the reality is, is that when it comes to vaccination programs, like I have a, I have a friend back in Montana, and, and this is where this gets really unfortunate. And this is something that we do need to highlight. So currently, they have to undergo testing twice a week in order to do their job. They are also one of the people that they have severe reactions to vaccines. And because they can't get the vaccine, their workplace is requiring to do these expensive tests out of their own pocket every oh. week, twice a week. And this is where I have to tell people on the left, look, the whole point of us getting vaccinated is so that way when people who have these immuno issues can't get vaccinated, they can rely on us to do that heavy lift. Right. Like, this is that this is that part of the science that you're choosing to ignore. Not everybody can get the vaccine. You've said it in the past before, and you have to accept the fact that there are going to be people out there that are conservative that actually can't get the vaccine. It's not that they don't want to. It's that the last time they got a vaccine, it damn near killed them. Right. I have a friend like that. Hi, Tammy. And she says the same thing. Last time she got vaccinated, she had a bad reaction and was in the hospital. 12 years, so 12 I, years I later, she's still $40,000 in debt because wow. of a vaccine. And it's like, like we have to learn how to separate the politics from the person and the person cannot be vaccinated. The politics are just a shitty side effect at times. And yeah. so regardless of the politics, like this person can't be vaccinated it is incumbent upon those of us who can to be vaccinated for those people's protection. It's the best we can do because, because we can't, we can't guarantee that even those of us who are vaccinated aren't going to get the disease. But we can definitely reduce the chance that we're going to get it and then spread it on to somebody else through vaccination. That's how it works. That's, that's literally the entire process. It was that process before the mRNA vaccines came around. It's the yep. same process now. It's not going to change anything. That's how the system works. That's how herd immunity works in the scientific era. And we don't know the exact number of herd immunity. You know, it's like when it happens, it'll happen, but don't push for a specific number. Just get everything you can. But I want to say it again, what I said last week, if you're going to listen to a politician and take advice from a politician about COVID, you're going to get political advice. If you talk to your doctor about a medical condition, he's going to give you medical advice. If you talk to your aunt Sally about COVID, she's going to give you aunt Sally advice, get advice from the person that's going to give you the correct advice. And that is rarely a politician right exactly like stop relying on politicians to give you advice like like there's only like even for me like i'm a numbers person like all i can talk to you about is statistics that's what my education is in at a master's right. level i am it's educated rational. i am educated in numbers i know how to read this stuff it's like does that mean that my my interpretation of the numbers is the end all be all absolutely not it's like I can just tell you what it looks like. Medically speaking, you need to go talk to your doctor 
about whether or not this is worth it for you. Because if you're the kind of person who has immuno issues and getting a vaccine damn near kills you, I don't want you getting the vaccine. Absolutely not. Right. And I want to know, I want to know that you can be safe. I'll wear a mask around you if I have to, even though I've been vaccinated because I can be asymptomatic and it just prevents me from going to the hospital, but not from contracting it and getting minor, minor illnesses. Absolutely. And, and so like, this is where that whole like individual freedom and responsibility to your community have to overlap. Like, yes, it Mm -hmm. is my individual freedom to choose to be vaccinated or not. I chose to be vaccinated because I'm still responsible to my community and my actions don't just affect me. The idea that you can swing your fist as much as you want until it lands on the other person's nose. Well, that includes coughing too, you know? Yep. And especially for, you know, and especially for the people who can't be vaccinated, like at some point, this is going to be a much different story. And when we have enough people vaccinated, I do imagine that this is not going to be as much of an issue. I imagine that there's probably going to be two more boosters by the time 2022 hits. I hope so. We've already got one in the works, and I guarantee you whatever the next variant is after Delta that they're concerned about is going to be the one they work on next. Sure. But they're also predicting ahead and researching the whole virus so that they can come to come to a conclusion. So that way they can just thing. tool it. Yeah. Rights come with responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? I heard a journalist say that. I believe in the First Amendment. I can say everything, but as a journalist, I have a certain responsibility <laughs> to not, you know, take advantage of that. And yes, you have the right to not get vaccinated. You don't have the right to infect other people, though. Like, that's not right. That doesn't make sense. So mask up or get vaccinated, but know that you are carrying it. There's a there's a good chance at this point, if you're not vaccinated, you are sick because it's that rampant. It's that, it's that dense. You mm-hmm. know, you know somebody that's sick. If you're not vaccinated, you know somebody that's not vaccinated and sick. And what really disgusts me is that people are shaming other people into not getting vaccinated. Like, you should not infringe on people's freedoms that way. And there is discrete vaccinations. Look into your state, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you will find a discrete location to get the vaccine. I believe even, like, even in Washington, there's, um, you know, for 13 and up, there's uh, medical discretion for for the teenagers who want to do things. Yeah. I've There's been a few anecdotal stories of kids who've gotten vaccinated because their parents are anti-vaxxers and they would mm-hmm. rather get vaccinated and, or there's any number of health things that they have done, but they have right. the medical discretion to do because of the way that like, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think 13 is a pretty good cutoff number for that because, well, I mean, at 13, I definitely understood a few things better than, uh, some of my a nine-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, is that like, I can make the argument for and against at 13 to 18, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you just get stuck with parents that, you know, are batshit crazy and you still have to be able to make some decisions for yourself. I mean, as a 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old, 17 year old, I made a lot of decisions for myself. 
Me too. A lot of bad ones too. Oh, a lot of terrible fucking decisions. I'm some of them that I'm still finding out about. But but isn't isn't that the time to make those mistakes before you become an adult and you're responsible for them? You know what I well, mean? Well, the other thing too is is that that was also a time when I you know the some of the decisions that I made didn't have any sort of adult advice given before I made the decision. Right. Whereas when it comes to medical decisions, there is a person with a education and an experience level that's going to be able to provide you the best advice. It's not like some kids like, yeah, I'm going to go off and get vaccinated, BRB. You know, the doctors right. and nurses are still educating these kids. Hey, you know, this is what could happen. This is what you're going to see. This is why we're doing this. It's not mm -hmm. like, it's not like you're meeting some rando adult in the back being like, Hey, you got some of that vaccine for me. Right. I mean, it's this point, I'd be telling people, in a back alley, right? No, seriously. Like you're, you're, you're working with medical professionals <laughs> in order to get the best results for the person. And right. Even at 13, you know, I would still expect a doctor to be like, Hey, you know, what do you know about your medical history? Do you know if you're, if you've had any allergic reactions to anything, you know, Hey, maybe we should test and make sure that, you know, you, you would be safe to get this vaccine. Man. Like that's something that is, that should be prevalent in all schools, you know, for, for kids to be able, you know, for kids 13 and up to be able to make that decision with sure. the help of medical professionals. We want to raise our children to make adult decisions, but we yeah. want to be there to protect them when they do that, right? Like, I want my child to always make a decision. It might not always be the right decision, but either it's a learning lesson or a success story. So I want them to be doing it, not me. I don't want to make, I don't want to be a helicopter and tell everybody how to live their lives. I want to be there to help them when they make a mistake. You know? Well, it, well, and, and I mean, you know, for, for what I've, you know, what Debbie and I have done with the kids is, is that we give them the information and we say, look, this decision is up to you. It's like right, you're, an autonomous, you're an autonomous human being and you have to be used to making some decisions for yourself. Self. Right. We will give you the information that we have. If you want to go out and get more information, absolutely. And you know, if it's something that changes our minds on something, hey, great. You know, right. we're working with the best information that we have. And if you have better information, you know, by all means, bring it to me. I will and take one a day look. Your at child it. will, and you'll be like, you're growing up. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, teaching my kids how to function independently while still having a network to ask questions. Like when it comes time for them to be out on their own, like they're already asking me questions now. It's not like when I, when they're out of the house, I'm like, all right, you're on your own. Don't ask me anything else. Bye. Right. Exactly. But that's that you're developing that relationship. You know, I always believe when a child's making a decision and you don't, you, and you want to stop them, you tell them what the consequences are. Like, if you don't do that, here's what's going to happen. But if you do go forward, here's the path that you're taking and you don't want to take that path. Right. And right. then you let them decide. And when they realize it's the wrong path and they're like, I didn't listen. I should have you. You're like, that's a, that's a learning moment. Let me help you fix that. But I'm not going to help you fix this again. If you make the same decision. You know? <laughs> right. And that's, and that's exactly it is, is that, you know, I've, I've taught my kids several times. It's like, look, there are two ways to learn something. There's the easy way and there's the hard way. And sometimes right. the easy way is literally watching somebody else fuck up or right. hearing somebody else's story of screwing up royally. Me particularly. Right. I, I, I've, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of lessons on what not to do. Um, but realistically, I mean like learning, 
learning how to, I mean, even as an adult, learning how to help kids make independent decisions with the best information yes. possible is hard. You know, it's, 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 it's really difficult, especially in, in the social media era. You know, I've got my kid, my oldest comes to me all the time. Hey, you know, Hey, I want to do this. I see this on this, you know, ad or this app. Is this true? Right. And it's like, okay, let's take a look at it and let's see what is going on here. Ooh, no, that's not true. There was some medical information that they were getting about COVID and they were like, Hey, so this person looks like they're a doctor. Uh, and here's the advice that they're giving is this information true and so i you know went and i listened to it and it's like okay well the information seems true let's look up the credentials of the person sure enough they're an actual doctor and it's like okay this is actually good information from a reputable from a doctor but then on the same token they show they were sharing with me some stuff they're like hey is this true and it's somebody literally dressed up as a nurse who's not actually a practicing nurse Right. giving bad, giving disinformation about the virus. And it's like, okay, so you see how people are using credentials to try and wage this war. This person looks like they should be trustworthy, but they're not. Uh -huh. This person looks like they should be trustworthy and they are. You can't just go based off of the look. You actually have to dig into the substance of who it is that you're listening to. Right. And I, I just found out a weird thing that there's 12 people putting out most of the misinformation out there. Yep. And, and everybody else is just a wannabe. Like there's people, there's 12 people actively feeding wannabes who want to become famous for anything. And if they get famous because a bunch of anti-vaxxers are like supporting them, they don't care. They're just happy to be famous, you know? And that's, that's the problem. Like, that's the problem right like there. The, the idea of being famous just for the sake of being famous is, is well, I mean, it's, it's a narcissistic complex is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to be famous. <laughs> like if I happen to end up being famous, great, fantastic, whatever. I don't care. It's I'm going to do me. And if somebody likes that and a bunch of other people turn out to like it, fantastic. If right. they don't, whatever, like I'm not hurt at the end of the day. If somebody says they don't like what I'm doing or what I have to say, that's fantastic. Cause you're living the honest you, right? I'm living the honest me and I'm trying to do try. I'm trying to live the balance between individual freedom and, and human responsibility to, you know, your fellow humans. Right. It's, it's like there are certain decisions that I'm going to make that are well within my right because I've done my homework and I don't believe that they do affect others. There right. are some decisions I'm going to make where I'm going to be like, I want to do this, but this seems to have a negative effect on my community. And I, I probably shouldn't do that. It's right. like, it's like, it's not that I don't think that I don't have the right to do it. It's just that I've reassessed what my balance is. And it's that, you know, I understand that I have an individual right, but I also have a community responsibility. Right. And it, you go off the checklist in that order. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I've been saying that for years. If I can, if I can make a decision that benefits two people instead of just me, I'll make that decision. But if it doesn't affect anybody, and I want to say that like living your life the way you think people want you to be so that they're happy with you, it's so stressful because mm -hmm. you'll never get it right. But if you just live your life the way you believe morally, you can sleep at night 
It doesn't really matter if people fall away because they don't like that. That's you and you're living the honest you. Mm -hmm. But if if people are going to get mad at you for living the way you live, they're not the people you want in your life. Unless you're living a a, a reckless lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, I believe everybody has the right to do heroin, but I'm not going to be in your life and support you while you do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things like, do I think all drugs should be legal? Yeah, because clearly the war on drugs hasn't worked. Does that mean right. that I'm going to be there to support you when you decide to shoot up fucking smack or right. heroin or uh, fucking meth or do crocodile, whatever? Mm-hmm. No. It's like, right. I hope I, I hope that there are the resources in place that you need to help you make better decisions, but yeah. I'm not going to, but I'm not the person to help you with that. And that's, yeah, like, and that's the real answer because I don't have the qualifications to help you with that. But even, even different than that, life has its own consequences. You don't mm-hmm. need to be the active consequences. No. I don't negatively need to fight somebody doing heroin in Washington state. Right. Right. Like, I might not approve of it, but that's, that's what the hell is that? You know, that sounds like a mother thing. You know what I mean? Right. So go ahead and do what you want, but I'm not going to actively fight it or support it. That's my point. And I feel the same way. If I want to be in my bedroom and tuck my penis between my legs and take pictures like Silence of the Lambs, you don't have to negatively or positively support that. You just have to know that you don't even have to know it's happening. You know what I mean? You you don't even have to accept it or reject it. You just leave it the fuck alone. Like you don't need to judge it. You just judgment is just this weird thing that we do to fill in space. We don't need to do that. We don't need to judge just to come up with conversational talking points. Right. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, inherently like we all try to sit down and go, Ooh, that doesn't look normal. Well, the moment that you start to think about what is and isn't normal, like it's it's very centric to whatever your belief system happens to be. My mine happens to be very individual freedom based with mm-hmm. the responsibility to community. So for anybody who wants to choose to do something how, and and or, or people to finally feel free to represent who they are. Let's I'll just right. leave it at that. For people to finally be free to be themselves. It ain't my job to judge them. It ain't my job to accept or reject them either. It isn't right. my job to be any part of that. If, if a person feels that they want to include me in that, absolutely. That's fantastic. I believe, I believe in people being able to express and celebrate who they are. Now, if you're what you, you know, if you feel that your willingness to express yourself is by murdering me, yeah, that's a different problem. (laughs) And I'm not going to let you to express that one, but Anything exactly. else, it, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. Like, like I've said, gay marriage doesn't affect me. Straight marriage doesn't affect me. Trans people do not affect me. Like, mm-hmm. I want them all to feel safe and be able to live their life as they, as they are, not as, I, yeah. as they see fit, as they are, because yeah. they are people. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that their responsibility to community is no different than anybody else's. Right. It's just that I just, whatever your, ha- whatever your belief metric happens to be, you can't force that on anybody else. 
I wish people didn't. And it seems like even conservatives are like, no, you deserve your rights. But what about my child? You know what I mean? Like, right. you're affecting my child. And they've done that from music to transgenders to abortion. Like, what you're doing is going to make my child's life bad. And I, I don't like that. Stop using your shield. Stop judging well, it's people. Not even like, a, I don't like that. It's not even a shield. It's literally a shitty metric. Because, yeah. because at the same time, too, the moment that they find out their kid is gay, then all of a sudden they're pro-gay rights. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? No, 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 no. You understand that just because a gay person has rights, that doesn't mean you have less. And suddenly you're finally figuring that out when your kid comes out to be gay. Right. Like, that's horseshit. That's absolute horseshit you, is what that is. Why are you judging it? It's not about judgment. It's about accepting or not accepting. Like you find out who somebody is and then you choose whether you want to accept them. Do you really want everybody to hide who they are until you get to know them? And then after you invest in them, they can, they feel free to be an asshole. I want to know who everybody is and then decide whether I want to like them from there or not. I do have something else on the COVID topic mm -hmm. and it's Thursday's story. And I think it's a great way to wrap up and it is businesses can ask customers if they are vaccinated against COVID-19 without fear of legal recourse, according to legal experts and fact checkers. What mm -hmm. do you think of that? Ooh. So yes. Um, the more that I've dug into it, mm -hmm. um, Basically, there's a very fine line in the sand, and this is something that people need to realize. Like where where HIPAA ends and where you know responsibility to your 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 business, your your clientele begins. Right. So, uh, where where does that HIPAA line draw? Okay, anytime that you're going to be storing or transmitting medical information, then HIPAA applies. So for example, if the company, if a company you work for said, Hey, are you vaccinated? Yes or no. And you say, yes, I'm vaccinated. They're like, great, cool. That's fine. You're approved to do whatever you want. All right. Fantastic. But if a company says, Hey, are you vaccinated? And you say yes. And they're like, okay. I need a copy of your vaccination record in order to, to have on file. That's a HIPAA thing because you're okay. asking, you're asking for actual health information that you plan to store and or transmit. That's true. That's true. They have the right to ask you. You have the right to not answer. Exactly. They have the right to fire you for not answering. Um, and, and I would say even too, like, depending on, depending on where you work, they have the right to fire you for not being vaccinated because, mm -hmm. uh, and I would, and I say this with a grain of salt, we need to, there needs to be a differentiation between people who medically cannot get vaccinated yes, and people who choose not to be vaccinated based on any number of metrics. And I would include religious exemptions as part of that. Religious yeah. and philosophical, uh, to me, that those exemptions are not about safety, public safety. We have a number of we have a number of systems in place already where, in order to be in the building, you have to be vaccinated. Public schools are one of them. You have to have your shots. It should be anyway. It is. It is every school that I've ever gone to. Like you can't go to school if you are not vaccinated. That's true. You can't travel overseas unless you get your vaccinations. Yep. So 
some people yeah. when when what they have done is they've done homeschooling in order to skirt those requirements which hey great that means you're not around people that means that you're you're minimally at risk of getting infected right. slash but you still acknowledge the consequences of your non-vaccination right you're saying i don't want to i don't i'm going to take precautions because i understand the repercussions <laughs> right so now this is where things get a little bit hairy because you depending on how your state is going to handle these kind of questions mm-hmm. so what is to stop a person from saying yeah i'm vaccinated when they're not exactly what you know what kind of repercussions are there for a person just not wanting to disclose whether or not they're vaccinated you know i can understand freedoms based on freedoms i might deny the question even though i'm vaccinated Mm -hmm. you know and as somebody who's vaccinated it's like for me my metric is do i want to tell people i'm vaccinated not really am i going to tell people i'm vaccinated yes why because for me i feel a community responsibility to say hey look i've had the vaccine i'm perfectly fine right like that's where it is at this point with these vaccines like with any of the rest of them nobody asks. i will say that there is a legal there is there's legal precedent for people not being able to go places because they're not vaccinated Mm -hmm. but i would also argue that in terms of like testing and stuff there is no legal precedent for allowing people in but requiring them to test constantly either that's true and and especially placing that burden on the individual like i said i think there's a very fine line between people who can't be vaccinated and the philosophical and religious exemptions that we constantly see yeah i don't think philosophical and religious exemptions should exist in terms of vaccinations that's my it's a community responsibility i put my vaccination card i took a picture of it i put it on my phone it's on my ipad and then i took the card and put it in my phone case so i always had it on me and i wanted to get a t-shirt you know what i mean but there is places where i don't want to admit that i got vaccinated and there's a group of people i just don't want to have that argument with so i don't tell them one way or another you know what i mean you know and but what's really funny is is that the same people who are who are saying that it's their right to disclose whether or not they're vaccinated are funny enough the same people i've seen out in public wearing shirts that says that say proudly unvaccinated and i'm like really like just proudly unvaccinated against covid or did you just say fuck the rest of them too because man oof that's that that could be a little bit rough like especially at least least your family will know what shirt to bury you in you know what i mean yeah sweater because it'll be hot and itchy well as long as it says probably unvaccinated i'm happy with that you know what i mean (laughs) you know and that's just it is is that medically speaking hospitals have access to immunization records yep and overwhelmingly what they're seeing is that the people who are ending up in their emergency rooms are people who aren't vaccinated yep in fact it's i mean working out to be about 99.2 percent of people who are in hospitals are unvaccinated Right. So I don't know what to tell you. Like as a math person, if you're as a math person, it's like, do I like, there's an 80% chance that I, there's a 80% chance that I would be an asymptomatic person who got COVID. There's a 20% Mm -hmm. chance that I would be a person who had COVID of that. There is, 
you know, of all the people that have had COVID, there's about a 1.8% chance that I'm going to die from having COVID based on the, based on the data that we have. 0.7% in your state. 1.8%. Uh, so 1.3% of all COVID cases have resulted in death in the state of Washington or a 0.7%, uh, possibility amongst all of the deaths. Right. Just the deaths alone. 0.7%. Amongst. So 0.7% of 0.7%. Literally. So There's a a greater percent you'll die when you get in your car and drive to go get vaccinated than you will from the vaccination still, right? you, You literally have a better chance of being struck by lightning while winning the lottery. Get vaccinated, you might win the lottery and get struck by lightning. How cool hey, in some be? states, they're doing vaccine lotteries, so you actually have a better chance of winning the lottery. Right. So, like, think about that. That's 0.7% of cases wind up, 0.7% of vaccinated cases wind up in the hospital. And of right. that, 0.7% of that winds up, wind up dead. Like, right. That's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of, that's very, 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 very little. That is far less, far less than your chance of ending up dead if you had the flu or pneumonia. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Public Access America. I hope we shamed you enough into getting your vaccination because you really should. And I'll just say, you know, liberals are laughing at you every time you die. Not all of them, but a percentage of them. And you don't want to make a liberal happy. Get vaccinated. Hey. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you nobody, is gonna hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio at Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.